Welcome to the first episode of The Mixed Reviews. Uh, this is a brand new film podcast in which we discuss and dissect and investigate. Yes, all good words. Those are all good words of what we're going to attempt to do. The career of a person in film. I am one of your two co-hosts, Gavin. Uh, I'm formerly of the Midtown Comics Podcast and many other podcasts, including oh the Tribeca Film Institute. I have a long litany. Such a pro podcaster. Absolutely. So I like to call myself a podcast expert, which is a title I've given myself. I mean, it's a good one, I think. <laughs> there are worse things to call yourself, you know? And you are? Uh, my name's Louie. I have never done a podcast before. So. Uh, that is not true. You one time called into one of my former podcasts. I did. Yeah. I forgot so, that. That's, yeah. I was going to say go slow, but never mind. <laughs> you are a pro now, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so, th- so that's basically our qualifications for our mm-hmm. first episode we thought we would go in deep mm-hmm. to somebody who's uh an icon of hollywood yes absolutely somebody who's had a long career and and well-rounded and that person we picked is it's kirsten dunst it's kirsten dunst. kirsten dunst true inspiration for uh many uh young person i think you know you know i, I once kissed Toby Maguire upside down in the rain too. Oh my god! The uh, he doesn't remember, so I, I will just keep that under wraps. I once kissed uh, like my neighbor upside down because they <laughs> said it would be fun. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It's not. It's from, really not. I fun. was going to say from what I've from what I've read and of the interviews she did after that, she's like, yeah, no, it was terrible, awful. <laughs> um, so why did we choose Kirsten Dunst? Maybe should we talk about that? Absolutely. Sorry, I'm like setting glasses down. I'm super unprofessional. I know. I cannot believe I have to work at this level. Um, We like wrote down a bunch of people down and we were like, who should we pick? And you put her down, right? I did. I did put her down. And actually, she was the first on my list. You like right away were like, I want to talk about Kirsten. I just have (laughs) to get this off my chest. Um, Well, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, She's not somebody... I always love in a role. Uh-huh. And like, it's not our goal to take anybody down or to tear them down, but I, I think it's fun investigating somebody's career, uh, that's, that's in this field because it's always interesting to see what they do and what they don't do. And she's somebody I, I loved at the beginning of her career. Okay. And I've grown to love her more as, she's as mature. Yeah, yes. exactly. But we'll get more into that later when we start yeah. sort of moving into our favorites and our, our yeah. least favorites. Yeah. But uh, but what made what made you? Because you were instantly like, oh, hello. I mean, I think you, when I think of Kirsten Dunst, I think of like very specific things right away, you know? And then uh, I we kind of were like parsing through what she's done. And I was like, oh, she's been in a lot of things <laughs> and a lot of weird things. Uh, uh, you know, you think of your Bring It Ons and your Spider-Mans. And then they're like, but there's so much more. Absolutely. Well, one of the in- investigating, we you found out that she uh, is in The Crow Salvation, which is the third Crow film, the same year as Bring It On came this, out. She was, she's worked a lot. Also, yeah. that's the other thing. She's been working since she was a wee child. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she began uh, early in her career. Her first cast role is she was uh, four years old, I think, or six years old. Something In crazy. Woody Allen's uh, Oedipus Rex, which is a short film. And- which I'm sure was just like so very heartfelt, like a... a- <laughs> I, I, it was like a lift me up. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Heartwarming story. Just you know, that's. <laughs> but one one of my first one of my favorite first early roles that I just discovered was she was on an episode of Star Trek: Next Generation, which I'm sure I discovered many years ago and completely forgot. Yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> but I just like in my head, I was like, you know what? Good for her. We need to talk about her, <laughs> America. We need to talk about <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. I agree. I I think I. 
I think it's fascinating this the sort of career projection. I mean, I forget that in you know years back to back ninety four, I believe she did an interview with Vampire, and that to me was like prime, like in terms of she's so good in interviews. You know what? Okay, so, I, spoiler alert: I have not seen it, and <sighs> um, I always thought the movie was called Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> People say it's so fast, and through my research, I'm like. Interview with the vampire. I do like that IMDb has retroactively gone back and changed it to uh, like the Vampire Chronicles. Yeah, it's or like something. Interview with the, the vampire, vampire colon the Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I this entire time I was like, there's only one vampire in this universe, the vampire. No, there's many. There's Louis, who's very whiny, but not you. Um, but also me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I saw the trailer, and I could have sworn. I, that Brad Pitt was every character. <laughs> and they were like, nah, this is a, 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 a Mission Impossible guy. Uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Really? Tom Cruise is the one you forget. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, I was like, I was like, how is this Brad Pitt character everyone? <laughs> it's like him and like whatever. It's Tom Cruise, Christian Slater, and Ugh. very young Antonio Banderas, who's my, as as you discovered earlier this week, my favorite young Antonio Banderas. Yeah, it's your favorite Antonio Banderas is young Antonio Banderas, <laughs> which I totally get. But I didn't know Tom Cruise was in this movie. I They, they look exactly the same. They're just like hot with their cheekbones and the hair and like powdery faces. Just just, just so everybody knows, Louis' type is sallow. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I'm like, ooh, a touch of meth? <laughs> Tell me more. But yes, so that was that was her like big screen debut, and if you think about that, two years after that, she's in Jumanji. Uh huh. And that's and I just think that's a really good dichotomy. There's uh, this amazing scene in Interview Vampire where she cuts off her own hair because she can't, uh, her, her parents can't change because she was made a vampire as a child. Yes. And it's this like, it's this role that you would never want to give to a child because <laughs> it's so adult. Which one of you did it? vampire gone insane that pollutes its own bed. And if I cut my hair again? It will grow back again. But it wasn't always so. I had a mother once, and Louis, he had a wife. He was mortal, the same as she, and so was I. Claudia. You made us what we are, didn't you? Stop her, Louis. Did you do it to me? And just to think about, like, yeah, and then in two years, haunted board game. Well, <laughs> she was in that, but also she was in Little Women. That's true. As a child. I believe she was Joe in Little Women? Or no. Is she Joe? She was a little woman. She's the one who dies. Ooh, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. If you haven't seen Little Women. <laughs> or read it. Yeah. This hundreds of years old book. <laughs> Is it a hundred years old? I think it's a hundred years old, at least. I don't know if we know that for fast. Do not. I will, I will um, fact check that. I guess also we should say... We have not seen every Kirsten Dunst movie. This is true. And there's there are plenty of blank spots. But not that many for me, I'll be honest. I mean, I was like, there's definitely a vampire-sized hole in my knowledge <laughs> of Kirsten Dunst. But, I, so over the past uh, week-ish, I have just been re-watching a bunch of stuff that I've seen, watched some new stuff... Um, and I thought between the two of us, we'll definitely have like covered all of our bases. Uh, published in 1868. Wow. Yeah. Little Women. Over 100 years old. Well, I'm really happy you decided to just like pull all the receipts on me and just like, <laughs> you know what? I, can, I cannot be challenged. Louis. 
You're like you thought you knew. <laughs> anyway, are you if you're done like shaming me for yes, my absolutely. knowledge? This, this, is, this is my knowledge shame section. <laughs> Perfect. Now that that's come to a close, um, should we keep talking about her or should we go into our picks? I think we should go into our picks. Uh, now, I I'm very curious to see what you pick, and I know that we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but we made sure not to tell each other our picks, and yeah. I think that's. I think that's an important element to this is that not only are you surprised, listeners, we are surprised. We're surprised. Yeah. What if I was like my favorite movie <laughs> of Kirsten Dunst I, is Spider-Man 3. I really hope it's Tower of Terror. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, it's Small Soldiers. <laughs> um, and again, like, please, 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 please just like go into IMDb. Like we can't, we don't have the time to talk about every movie, but there are some really weird choices she was making Maybe she, I don't even know. Like I can't imagine being like eight and being like, I guess I'll be in this haunted board game movie. <laughs> like you don't. Like, what would you know? Um, also, what I just read, um, she was fifteen and read the part for um, American Beauty. And oh, she, and she turned it down. Yeah, and she's like, I don't. She said, I think like the Wikipedia page said something like she didn't want to make out with Kevin Spacey, and I was like, fair. We all feel you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> um, like on a good day. Um, but yeah, so like she was making some choices. Yes. Um, no, she's, I mean, she's had, she's had like, I, what's the way to word it? It's a, it's a smart career because one of the things that I, I like about her, she does have a tendency to move back and forth between independent and big budget film. Yeah. Um, she is one of those actors that I think you can tell when she doesn't want to be in a project. Uh-huh. Uh, it's sort of what I call the Christina Ricci effect, <laughs> which is that... Shout out to Christina Ricci. Thank <laughs> you so much. Absolutely. When Christina Ricci's passionate about a project, she's so good. When Christina Ricci is in Sleepy Hollow, she is not. When she's in Pan Am, <laughs> yeah. it's just like... Ugh. <laughs> she's like, I guess I'll make this ABC. Yeah. Get me through the day. Yeah. Um... Which is fine. We all got to eat. We got to eat. Uh, but I think that's what's sort of fascinating about Kirsten Dunn's career is I think she she gives a good performance even when she's not that interested. You can kind of tell when she's not that interested. But it's it's all about the choices she's made. And, and I think she's done well for herself. Because once again, starting acting at a young age is not an easy thing. Yeah. And uh, she seems relatively well adjusted and, and very smart. It seems crazy because she's kept working. Yes. She has been working consistently since Vampire. There's, the thing is, is there's not really a break. And no. I was just reading about how she did go to college. So, like, that's oh. really impressive to be able to... Good for to, you, Kirsten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to pull off that whole... I have time to do my studies and time to be on I'm screen. a celebrity and I'm like educated. <laughs> I'm James Franco. Hi. <laughs> I have friends who went to school with James Franco. I'm not going to talk about it here. <laughs> Tell me later, though. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. So when I first think of Kirsten Dunst, my immediate uh, thought is bring it on. It goes straight to bring it on. Um, and I thought for a while this was going to be my pick. Why do you have to be so mean? I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Look. I'm trying to be strong for my squad, okay? That's what a captain does. Well, I'm a captain too, you know. And I'm trying to make it right. You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. Don't slack off because you feel sorry for us. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. But it's not. Really? It's not my favorite. I was expecting bring it on. I really? was, so I kept it off my, even though... I think her performance in Bring It On is particularly really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so Bring It On, 
made me the gay boy I am today. <laughs> like, I remember watching Bring It On as a, like, little seventh grader. And, like, I've seen this movie 12 times and, like, knowing all the lines. Like, it was, a, it's like a classic a teen, you know, uh, r- like, comedy. Like, I think every uh, Gen X millennial character, like, knows this movie backward and forward. Um, it is, in every sense of the word, iconic. But it is not my pick. I think all of her, like, gifts and talents from Bring It On, um, paired with, like, her maturity and being, uh, growing as a woman and as an actress, really all comes together in what I think is her best performance in Bachelorette. Bachelorette? Yes. Interesting. Uh, Bachelorette, sidebar, not a movie I like. Really? Yeah, I don't like that movie. That's fine. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> like, I've seen this movie. Let it out. Let it out. I've seen this movie like five times. Um, I watched it again yesterday, <laughs> even though like I know this movie um, and I know I like this movie and I know I like her in this movie. Um, I think this movie is so uh, funny and smart and like just doesn't care. Yeah. This movie gives like, I can't believe this movie got made. First of all, that's I think that's my thing with it. And I don't mean to interrupt, but like that's I love all the actors in it like mm-hmm. and i think they're really really great yeah and um i cannot think of her name all of a sudden isla fisher isla fisher her weirdness uh-huh. and like the fact that her character is borderline suicidal yeah is in like it's amazing and i i don't know how they got away with putting it into a movie just something about the whole doesn't mesh with me and it's almost i almost had trouble finding figuring out why any of the three leads were friends yeah i mean i get like i think the movie's like i mean and we're not talking about like i don't want to get too much into like why the movie is great and whatever i think uh you know kirsten dunst really does a good job in this but as a whole the movie i think is just about women and relationships and like they've in the movie if, if you haven't seen bachelorette it kind of like got lost in the sh- shadow of Bridesmaids, essentially. Yes, absolutely. It came out the same year. The same year, and it's like similar title, not really the same no, story it, at all. It's and it's also very indie, and yeah. not not to say that like there's a ton of you know mind blowing special effects. There's no alien invasion in Bridesmaid, no. but it is a big screen movie. Oh, and absolutely. Bachelorette was a very like I remember renting it on iTunes when it came. Yeah, out. Yeah, and it, I I can't remember how I first came across it and saw it, but it's like the first thing I've seen Rebel Wilson in. Where she's playing the straight woman. Yeah. She's not there for fat jokes. Thank um, goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. There's and, nothing that annoys me more. Yeah. And because uh, let me tell this is this is sorry. Go, this go, is just, you you've got me on a path. Let me tell you, just naming a character fat Amy and then being like, it's okay, because she accepts it, and then lobbing fat jokes at her for two more hours. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I will say I do love pitch perfect. It's fine. <laughs> We're not all perfect. Okay. <laughs> But my pitch is perfect. <laughs> um, back to Bachelorette, my favorite Kirsten Dunst movie. Uh, it's just like all my friends who maybe this is saying about me, but my friends are like, yeah, they're doing a bunch of drugs and they're getting really lit. And like, I, I, I think I thought it's fascinating. Like, and the moment I realized this is my favorite Kirsten Dunst movie is at the very beginning of this movie. The movie's about um, Rebel Wilson's character and her three other friends. They went to high school together and they were called the Bees, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah which I'm assuming stands for the bitches. And what? I know, shocking. <laughs> um, and they, and essentially, uh, Rebel Wilson's character reveals that she is getting married. And obviously, Rebel Wilson is a larger woman. And she's trying to tell this to Kirsten Dunst, who, like, her character is this 
vapid and like has a cob salad with like nothing on it like so she has lettuce essentially <laughs> and um just like loves telling stories about how she how she's saving children's lives and how chemo is so hard and she's just like a very gross human being essentially um, it's it's kind of a rare role for her yeah and i i think like all the, the her powers of like comedy and like all her other like bumbling uh like white girl girlfriend roles can't come together in this role where she's able to do all of that together. Um, and so Rebel Wilson says, um, I have something to tell you about Dale. And Kirsten Dunst cuts her off and is like, oh, my God, screw Dale. He sucks. You need to find someone who's like perfect for you, blah, blah, blah. And then, she, you know, Rebel's like, well, we're getting married. And Kirsten Dunst's character doesn't say anything. She just like has like this really gross smile where she's like, Wanting to kill. <laughs> I can't tell if she wants to kill herself or her friend. We're friends with her little girls, Becky. I want you to be with someone who shouts it from the rooftops. Oh, that's why I can't really keep it a secret anymore. Dale asked me to marry him. But and essentially, it's just dealing with the fact that your friend and they're friends. They are friends, but she definitely thinks she's better than her friend. Yeah, she's like, I am skinny, I am beautiful, I'm smart. How am I not married yet? How is um, you know, my girlfriend who's fat and uh, you know, just like all these things and having to deal with being she, happy for she, your friend? Who's, yeah, she's the more societal ideal yes. than Rebel Wilson ends up. Yeah, in her mind, yeah. like like I am the Barbie doll. Why why is it not working out for me? Yeah, and where's my dream house? And it's amazing because like this like how things unfold over like so essentially all the girls come together and like the three pretty girls are like kind of on the side like making fun of Rebel Wilson's character, but they're still her friend. And I just think it's like, such a weird like I'm not a woman. I don't know, but I imagine lots of girls have relationships like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think we all have friends we hate. <laughs> absolutely. 10,000%. Um, if you're listening, guys, you know who you are. You know who you are. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I just love that movie so much. And Isla Fisher and uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, oh my God. So good. Yeah. But perhaps a future episode will be devoted to Lizzie I, Kaplan. Oh, my God. And it's just like, in that movie, Kirsten Dunst is able to be the bitch I think she's always wanted to be. Yeah. She's not just like a stupid psychic girl. She has a great um, relationship with James Marsden in this movie. Yeah. James Marsden. Underrated. James yeah. Marsden in everything underrated. Yeah. James Marsden plays like kind of douche bro. And he's like this perfect foil to her. Because she's trying to be like type A bitch. And he's like <laughs> nice try. But like they just have like this back and forth fighting thing. And they end up like just really are into each other. Um, and it's disgusting. Um, and just seeing... uh. Kirsten Dunst, like, take control. She, like, owns everything in that movie. I feel like seeing her in that, there was nothing in that movie where she's like, ugh, I have to do that again. I have to be this girlfriend again. I have to, you know, be blah, blah, blah again. She's not. She gets to just, you know, just be this really kind of in control, bitchy woman and be funny. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but also, like, there's a lot of serious, tender moments in there where it's like, you're, we're dealing with anorexia in this movie, uh, drug habits and like love and all that stuff. But also at the end of the day, they're like, uh, whatever, let's get wasted. So if, if I had to pick a favorite out of her entire catalog and it's such a weird counterpoint to Bachelorette, uh, it is Lars von Trier's Melancholia. Really? Yeah. Melancholia is when I think I realized how 
amazing she can be if she's really in tune with the work she's doing. And that's not me saying anything bad because I also think she's done a lot of really great work with Sofia Coppola. Mm -hmm. And I think the the indie part of her is where her soul really sort of is. Yeah. The Virgin Suicides, Marie Antoinette, I think like they connect really well. But one of the things that's really impressive in Melancholia, in which she could arguably it could arguably be said she plays a very similar character to bachelorette except for the fact that like she is getting what she wants and she's not happy yeah and one of the things i think that she does really brilliantly in melancholia is uh she's very quiet and like it's melancholy is this movie where she's she's a woman who's getting married the first half is about her marriage and the second half is about the end of the world Uh uh-huh and same yeah exactly (laughs) well and that's what's interesting about it is she convincingly portrays a person who is experiencing extreme depression in a way that I think is really hard to understand for most people. And especially as the movie ekes towards the destruction of the earth. And I I know some people who think the movie is uh, completely too dark or completely too like morose and into itself. And like, but the, the hard part that she has to do as an actor is she has to play the role, um, of somebody who's not bothered by this because yeah. in a way her world is already ended. Yeah. I, and she's so already come to terms with that. I watched Melancholia two nights ago. You watched it? I watched I, it. I was expecting you not to have seen it. That's... <laughs> if you, I'm pointing. You thought. <laughs> Girl, you thought. I watched it, but it's funny because I, I was I was really trying to pack in as many Kirsten Dunst movies. It's a long movie, too, to be like, I'm packing things in. It's such a long movie, and I watched it after work. I got home. I'm in bed, like, and I was like, this is not the movie to be watching right now. Oh, no. It's, no. The movie literally destroyed me the first time I watched it. Like, like I, mean, I was in pieces. Like, If you think I finished it, you're crazy. <laughs> I fell asleep. I... The, I, I got through. Was it was it the excellent use of the Tristan and Isolde overture nine thousand times? I was gonna say <laughs> I was living for the music, <laughs> and um, but like I got to the ending ish part and like things are starting to go awry. Her sister's like losing her mind because yeah. the world is ending. A really amazing Charlotte Gainsborough and, as well. Um, Kiefer Sutherland is yes. there, right? Yep. I was like, what are you doing here, Kiefer? <laughs> um, and Jack Bauer can't save the world this time. I know. No? <laughs> and um, is that meteor a terrorist? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh no, fine. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Um, yeah, I, I was like, it's a very beautiful movie. Um, I remember like watching the beginning and I was like, what's happening? And I was sad to see Alexander Skarsgård go. Yeah. When he left. Well, I mean, that they're, the. The scene, the the thing that I always think about is the scene where she, like, goes off at her own wedding and fucks some guy on a golf course. Yeah. And it means nothing to yeah. her because she's just so lost in her own... Like, she's just trying to feel. Yeah. And, like, she just... She's incapable of it at that point. And she needs, like, professional help. And she's not getting it. And it's weird to see that contrast because it's literally, like... When you are depressed, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not diagnosing anything. Well, you're not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I am a reverend. Different <laughs> story. Um, the When you're depressed, like, it feels like that. It feels like the world is ending. So, like, to put her in the situation in which the world is ending, it, she's already cut off. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing like, there. Yeah. You know what I think of your plan? No. I was hoping that you might like it. I think it's a piece of shit. Justine, please. I, I just wanted to be nice. Nice? 
Why don't we meet on the fucking toilet? Then let's not. You're damn right, let's not. And it's, and I think that this is not about her, I guess. I mean, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, she really, you know, that's definitely a point where I was like, she is going places that she has not been before. Yeah. She is, can, I mean, because I think she kind of has like, she's a very broad actress, I think. Yeah. She, you know. Subtlety is not her bag. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> no, for real. And I, I tend to enjoy her comedies more. Yes. Um, and so I just saw Dick today. Um, <laughs> for the first time? Uh-huh, for the first time, <laughs> just very saintly I am. Uh, but like that, bring it on, uh, Bachelorette even, uh, what's that movie? Like, get over it. So I was going to say, if I had to pick a second one, it's get over it. Oh my God. And I know that's insane. I know that the dichotomy of that is insane. Let me tell you, get over it. Not a good movie. No, no. not a good movie. I mean, it has Cisco in it. So. Yes. This is get over it is a teen comedy uh-huh. in which she plays the love interest to Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Thank you. I wonder if he um, like remembers that and is like, Oh, I'm such a serious actor. We, we did an episode on him. <laughs> yes. Cause he's a weird, he's a weirdo. Um, the, so Ben Foster, who is fighting for her affection with Shane West. Yes. Star of CW's Nikita. Star <laughs> of Mandy Moore's The Watch to Remember. Um, yes. I, as I said, CW's Nikita. <laughs> and, um, and Cisco is in it also as his best friend who teaches him to dance. Yes, for the, and something like that. Um, also, I suddenly can't think of Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, uh, who's fantastic in it. Uh, and Martin Short. It is an insane movie. Oh my movie. god, I forgot yeah. Martin Short. He like, it, plays like a theater yeah, director. He steals the movie. He's in another movie altogether. It is... <laughs> The run of the mill. It is the the early two thousands. The time period in which it's teeny bopper. Yeah, every everything was out at the time. She's all that. She's all that and yeah. Like it's in that vein. But the main plot is is the high school is doing a musical, and Martin Short is the director, and he's done a musical version of a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, and she gets cast in lead role, and Ben Foster, who cannot sing, get ends up in it. Um, and the her performance is really not that broad and it's interesting to watch her work in this reality in which everyone's being really broad yeah and especially against martin short who is like 211 uh-huh. like he's like playing to the rafters always. of the rafters always and uh and it's so cool that you get to see her give this like subdued performance in this like cartoony over the top world on top of that you also get to hear her sing it was the first time yeah. she ever sang i was saying she has like a whole musical number doesn't she absolutely And I just want to give a shout out later on. Um, she then did the cat's meow, mm-hmm. which I believe is currently the last film of, um, Peter Bogdanovich. I don't think he's done another film since who's like Orson Welles protege, best friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, and in this movie, she's like wooing uh, 
Hearst? Right? Yeah, well, she's Hearst's girlfriend because it's gotcha. based on a real story uh, where she died mysteriously. Uh-huh. And um, and she, like, there's, like, a love triangle between her and Hearst, who's played by Edward Herman, and Eddie Izzard. Yeah, exactly. R.I.P. Uh, and and uh, Eddie Izzard, who's playing Charlie Chaplin. Eddie Izzard, who, like, I didn't recognize. I haven't yeah. seen the movie, but I saw the trailer, and I was like, he's not wearing a dress. Yeah, it's, it's a good-ish movie. It's a well-made movie with a lot of talented people behind it. It's a little boring. But she has a cover of the song After You're Gone on the soundtrack. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, I will, I'll play a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. After you've gone and left me crying. After you've gone, there's no denying. You'll feel blue. You'll feel sad. You'll miss the dearest pal you've ever I think she's like very like, when you some when I talk to people they're like is she a good actress I don't know and I'm like I can I get the sense when people were like she does a lot of the same things but it, and when all of her movies where she's like I'm sad and she kind of does like one thing or like yeah. I'm silly or you know uh, yeah I don't know I guess like, is this a good point to like now talk about like our least favorite things yes I think this is a good jumping off point because for every good performance or every good film someone makes there has to be yeah. an equal bad film. Yeah. And once again, I have mentioned some films in which she's good and the film is bad, but there's definitely films where she is the problem. Yeah, she's not great. <laughs> um, I want you to go first this time, though. Okay, so I'm going to say something controversial because it's not just one. It's actually three. And that's the entire All Spider-Man. Yeah, the entire All Spider-Man trilogy. She... The Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Tobey Maguire's uh, J- James Franco, again, twice oh. in one episode. Um, and she is particularly not interested in being in those movies. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, because when I was rooting around for, like, interviews and stuff, I found from her latest film, Hidden Figures, um, in which she mentions that one of the fun things about doing Hidden Figures is it's not a superhero film. And, um, <laughs> she, like, is very, like, wanting to throw shade. <laughs> exactly. And um, so the in the Spider-Man movie, she plays Mary Jane Watson, who eventually becomes Mary Jane Watson Parker in the comic books, which is not... She never gets quite to that point. Um, but she gets increasingly lethargic as the series goes on. Disinterested. Yeah, but her one saving grace is the third movie is so bad that it doesn't matter how bad yeah. she is. There is no, like... So the one shining moment in the Spider-Man trilogy is Spider-Man 2. It's the only one I believe is actually even rewatchable. But she's really bad. So I would say her worst performance is that. There's the the very famous scene in which Dr. Octopus attacks Peter Parker in a coffee shop <laughs> and throws a car at her. And, but right before that, there's this really heavily emotional scene where she's asking Peter Parker if he loves her. And it's almost like she's on Ambien. She's like, <laughs> she's not in that scene. Her, her like, red wig is doing more acting yeah, than she exactly. is. exactly. Wait a minute. What are you saying? I'm saying... I... Uh, I thought I could be there for you, Mary Jane. But I can't. My mind was playing tricks, too. Do you love me or not? I don't 
could tell. She is so sleepy uh-huh. <laughs> that she doesn't care if Peter Parker loves she her. She was in that for the check. Yes. That and I I cannot think of a worse performance for Kirsten Dunst than yeah. than the entirety of Mar- the role of Mary Jane Watson. And I love that she speaking of singing, she has a song in the third movie and what? I don't yeah. remember this. Well, because she becomes an actress. She's not only a model, she's an actress. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Very, yes. Much obviously much like the tree later in Batman Returns. Uh-huh. She doesn't just model she's or light trees. She's an actress. Um the yeah, she has a song. There's a big staircase. It's not good. None of it's good. And um, <laughs> when I sing, I too prefer it to be upon staircases. So I understand. Absolutely, I do have some empathy for her there. I feel like it was written into her contract, and I would, I would pay good money if I could prove that it is not her voice. Because once again, we've heard her sing yes. in two other films, and it does not sound like either of those things. Wow. I mean, so. To talk a little bit about her singing, do we think it's her singing in Marie Antoinette? There's no way, right? Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Like, that was, yeah. like, opera level. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably faked a bit, too. Yeah. She's good in Marie Antoinette. She probably. was good. Yeah. Um, so, my uh, least favorite um, Kirsten Dunst movie has to be The Crow. The Crow Salvation. Salvation. Crow Episode 3 Salvation. Yes. <laughs> I, so... I haven't seen any crows except Crow Salvation. Um, <laughs> You've not seen any of them? I know. Oh, goodness. So you're, the charm has worn off before you even and get like, to And it's funny. So, like, I was, like, Wikipediaing like crazy. I'm just, like, sleuthing around the internet about the crow. <laughs> and I was like, why, why, how did we get to three of these movies? Um, and there's a fourth also. Yes. How did we get to this? How did we get to this, like, Creed level music, like, video that has gone on just, like, for, Two hours and like uh, that actor uh, who's like a bad guy and everything. Like uh, uh, he's like I think he plays Raiden in, oh, in the Mortal uh, Kombat movies. Not Christopher Lambert. Is Christopher Lambert in that movie? I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> um, anyway, like uh, I don't want to like harp too much on Eric Mabius. Yes, Mabius, whatever. But I could not believe. In the description, if you find this movie online, it, the description says... Let me tell you, very easy to find online. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. type oh, it in your YouTube. Absolutely. <laughs> and it says, the description says, quote, hot stars, <laughs> Eric Mavius, parentheses, cruel intentions, <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst, um, parentheses, like, bring it on. Yeah, same and, year. Same year. Crazy. Because Crow Salvation was also direct-to-video because the financers would not put it out on the big screen. I mean, I could not believe the amount of money. Like, people paid money to make this movie. Um, <laughs> Eric, maybe, like, I I want to believe, like, he was like, this is my Ryan Phillippe moment. <laughs> I am just as hot as him. I can act just as well as him. This is it. I'm serious. I Is it William Art Atherton? William, that sounds right. Are you, like, looking for, like, the bad guy? Yeah. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Wow. Yeah. More than I would think. <laughs> yeah. And I was, and I was, all the reviews I was finding, like, on IMDb, it's like, oh, serviceable job for a Crow movie. And I'm like, really? <laughs> the Crow in that movie is a better actor than Kirsten Dunst. You mean the movie. animal, the Crow. The actor. Not, 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 not no, Eric Maybe. No, not Eric Maybe. He's also garbage. <laughs> the actual animal who's, like, calling to, like, get the clues about the murder is doing more work than Kirsten Dunst in that movie. I love too the fact that since you've never seen them, like the whole thing with the makeup. Uh, so in the oh in the God. third movie, there's no makeup. It's yeah, like it burns. burns. Um, but in the first movie, it's like a Grease mask. Things. It's yeah, it's grease paint because it's the mask his wife 
left him. And in the second movie, because it's tangentially connected to the first movie, the character Mia carries over into the second. By the way, I've seen all of the Crow movies. Uh, are film you film buff? Like are you, you just cannot live. Like <laughs> are you envious of me? I can't. You can't um, call yourself a film connoisseur exactly. without going through the entire. The Crow, Crow. is really the fine wine of the <laughs> of the yeah. superhero cinematic universe. Yes. Um. But uh, it's. It's the tangentially connected because of the character Mia, who's now an adult, and she gives him the makeup. So in the third movie, because it's not connected at all, they're yeah, like, but- we need to give some reason. So Eric Mabus, who is wrong, or Mabius, is wrongly convicted of a murder uh-huh. and goes to the electric Stabbing chair. his girlfriend 52 times. Yes, exactly. And of course, this electric chair has a helmet, mm-hmm. like all electric chairs. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't have that. And so he gets the markings of the crow burned into him. Well, and like he like there's like a th- he, so he's awakened by the crow, and he like peels off. Oh, his the face. burned skin! I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, it's and, been a long time. <laughs> that the movie's ridiculous. Like, honestly, it was a good time to lol. <laughs> like, I was like, well, this is hilarious. Um, but because we're talking about Kirsten Dunst. She, and I have to say this about, like, the things that I do not like her in. She's, anything that she is in that where she has to, like, in service of a man. Yes. It's just like, uh, and you can kind yes, of see. Yeah, she's not a good love interest because she's not, she's a star. Yeah. Like, and I know that sounds like a crazy like, like thing to, because you think if if you're a star, you would then be able to. To do whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But she's not good when she has to. Downplay herself, yeah. To she's push she, up a man. She's not like interested in that. I yeah. don't think. And so like everything and sort of saying she's very broad. So like all of it's like, please, no, <laughs> I don't want. Like, and I'm like, girl, get it together. I'll make sure everyone knows that you're innocent, that you loved her. I know this is what they're calling for, but I and and so I want to do say um, the exception that makes the rule. I think um, is Wimbledon. Yes, I don't know if you've seen it. I have seen it many years ago. Um, I saw it again this week, and I had seen it. I'd seen it before. You've done your. Re- I'm impressed. I need to work harder next. No, time. I, well, I saw Melancholia, and then the next day I was like, I cannot watch any more like <laughs> sad, serious Kirsten Dunst so, movies. So tennis. So tennis. <laughs> um, and in this movie, she, you know, technically is in service to uh, uh, Paul Bettany. Yes. Um, and but like. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you could hear me roll my eyes. Did you? <laughs> like, Are you not a Paul fan? <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I used to be in the club, but then I was just like, mm. I, I think he was. Um, I don't know why, but like, I like this movie a lot. Um, I think she's really cool in this movie. I think she has more to do than just like be that like, no, you can do it, <laughs> and like have the man do whatever. Because I mean, that's what she did in Spider Man. Yeah, Peter, you can whatever, and like you know, she's doing like all those things she has to do. I'm like, oh, girl, um, I. I was watching the trailer for Crazy Beautiful, yes. which is also kind of the same deal. I have never seen Crazy Beautiful, and this is a, an exception because I know I should be open to all the... But, like, I just find the plot of that, like, disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, you can solve mental illness by falling in love. And I hate... Anytime I see that in a movie, I, I also have a huge problem with the Silver Linings playbook because that is the same moral in that movie. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, so like, all these things... Were, and the crow falls in this thing. Like, she's like, oh, I know you're innocent. I'm going to always be here to do whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, uh, you can see on her face where she's just like, well, here's my sad face. <laughs> here is me being upset and like, whatever. Um, and Wimbledon, I guess she has a little bit more to do because she's like, gets to be competitive and right. blah, blah, blah. Um, but the movie, the ending of that movie is a little bit like, oh, also she got to win stuff too, but mostly like now we're in love and me. Like, <laughs> so th- that movie isn't like perfect, but. I do think it's the, uh, the exception that makes the rule. Like, any movie that she's in, in service it, of a man, it's, like, garbage. It's so funny. That movie came out around the same time as Woody Allen's Match, which is, like, a dark, like, drama about 
tennis and murder and like <laughs> I always conflate them in my head and I'm like wait no Kirsten Dunst was not in the one about murder yeah I was like <laughs> wait wait that, I guess that does make it's sense I've Scarlett never... Johansson it was when Scarlett Johansson was his muse for wow. a hot 10 minutes hot she was, yeah okay that, <laughs> like, he does go through them really quickly exactly Emma Stone has been his current one run girl run run girl she, <laughs> she got that Oscar exactly it's over it's cancelled <laughs> bye um but yeah no I mean I, I do think it's interesting uh to, to watch her go. And I, yeah, I think you're, I think you're onto something. I think the, the more supporting the role is the less, cause even in Bachelorette, even though she's playing in service of a group of people, mm-hmm. she's kind of a standout. She's the lead of that. She yeah. is the, she's the main, like everyone has like their own thing in that movie, but she's able to, she's the, like the audience is supposed to like connect to her and be like, Oh, cause I, I mean, these aren't good people. They're, like, pretty right. unlikable, I guess. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah, yeah but, they're... like, the whole point is, like, I guess sometimes we're all pretty jealous of our friends. We're yeah. all like, why not me, though? Why can I not do that? And at the end of the movie, like, it's all fine and happy and they all love each other and it's great. Um, but she is not just, like, a part of this, like, you know, uh, cast of characters. She is kind of, like, the main person you're kind of, like, having to balance... Oh, I kind of hate you, but you're my friend. And, uh, like, I guess I should stop throwing up now. Um, but yeah. Um, do we have anything else to say about I, her? I did want to just touch on real quick because I know we're, we're heading to our limit. We're trying to keep these short, very listable, very consumable. Tidy. Tidy is the term. Um, she was most recently seen in, as I mentioned before, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yes. And that's part of the whole, like, she's not good, that great mm. in a supporting role. Yeah. So she plays the racist supervisor. And yes. I'm going to say that because I would like to play you a clip in which oh, Kirsten Dunst says she's not and then <laughs> drag her yeah i'm a supervisor for the rest of the computers uh the west group and the east group and so sometimes i have to be kind of a hard i can't say ass right i don't know <laughs> um i have to be tough on on the women and so some of those scenes it's hard because you know it's during a time of segregation and and not i don't think vivian's racist per se but i think that there's definitely you know, there's clearly a class system, and it's very uncomfortable to have to, you know, pretend to do that stuff sometimes. So I think, and you made this point earlier, perhaps that, like, fuels that character, but she plays the racist supervisor of, of all the main characters in which she basically just appears to say sort of nasty things, and she gets her a little, little bit of her comeuppance at the end, and probably one of the, the better moments for Octavia Spencer. Oh, yeah. But I just think it's kind of a wasted role, and I, I understand why she would want to do it because it is different than something she normally does. She doesn't get to play the villain that often. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. It was weird because like also, and tell me what you think. I thought she looked kind of aged. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, she looked like, I don't know. And I don't, I don't want to comment on someone's look that much. No, but I was but, like, it was a more mature role. Like, and, right. not, and, and that I've seen her before. I mean, obviously like, she looks great. She's well. That's a star. That's She's, what's interesting because I did want to touch on. By the way, the the next thing that you can see her in is the Beguiled, which is Sofia Coppola's new film. It comes out. Oh my god! Yeah, it comes out this She's summer. She's coming back with Sofia. Yeah, exactly. And it's her and and Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman and Elle Fanning. If you have not, have not watched the trailer, watch the trailer. Even though it probably gives a little too much away, <laughs> but she looks great and she looks like ten to fifteen years younger than she did in the last. You know, in, yeah. in, 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 in figures. So, yeah, it's, I was just like, uh, it, she looked matronly. Yes. I guess is the word I'm saying. I'm not saying she looked bad, but I was, it's an interesting role, I guess. Uh, I don't think she's had, like, she kind of has to play smarmy white lady who's yeah. like, 
condescending and like, oh, you know, that's where your your place is here. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I didn't like hidden figures as much as a lot of people did, and so I'm kind of just like meh. Yeah, in general. Uh, no, yeah, it's 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 not great. It's a crowd pleaser though, and that's yeah, it was, and yeah. it's got a good message. It's got a good social message, which I pre- appreciate in a film. A good social message. Yeah, that's all I'm here for. Just like social justice, <laughs> truth, justice, <laughs> like the crow, like the crow, truth, Fighting justice for truth, justice, and the American way. I believe that's the crow's catchphrase. That is, yes, before yeah. he just pacas way into the night. <laughs> So I think that wraps up our inaugural episode. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We got through it. Um, if you want to contact us, the, you will hear lovely music now, which I will edit in. Uh-huh. Um, but if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter right now. We're still building our social media presence, but we're on Twitter at The Mixed Reviews. And if you want to email us with any questions, comments, or concerns, we do have an email. This is all news to Louis. I was like, oh, we have all these things? Yeah. It's uh, reviewsmixed at gmail.com. Reviews mixed. Oh, yeah. did you mix it up? Like, yeah, well, because, you know, people they snatch things up. They uh-huh, snatch they snap- them up. Um, I think we should also say, if you have any suggestions for, yes. like, other f- uh, future episodes, who would you like us to, like, talk about? Uh, also, if you, uh, what's your favorite Kirsten Dunst movie? Absolutely. Yes, we would love to hear what your favorite Kirsten Did Dunst we movie forget? I know we didn't talk about, she had a movie come out just recently called Upside Down. Oh, yes. That was uh, two or three years ago. I heard it wasn't good. I've never seen it. I was going to say, I don't think anybody saw it. If, so. you, if you saw Upside Down, let us know. If what? you're Kirsten Dunst herself, please contact yes. us. Kirsten. And, and we did not mean to drag you in any way, shape, or form. No, absolutely not. We love your work. Absolutely. I, I've been meaning to watch you on Fargo. Oh, Fargo. She's amazing. Like, hands down, amazing. Like, so good. One of the, I mean, that's a great show, but the, one of the highlights of season two. Uh, Kirsten. Yes, Kirsten is, she's, like, insanely good. And that's, she's, you know, how do we make it through this episode? I just realized we made it through this episode without talking about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh my god! Drop Dead Gorgeous. I, like, I even have it on my notes. I should turn on a light. Yeah, we're it's in very dark, dark we're in here. darkness now. Um, um, crowding around a computer that keeps falling asleep. How did you... Quickly then. Uh, Drop okay. Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous is a, it's a mockumentary film in which she plays a character competing in a uh, beauty pageant. And uh, and it's insane. It's about murder. And, yes, like, yes. and uh, Denise Richards is in it. Oh and, my god. Uh, Denise Richards' is best work. Yeah, exactly. Kirstie Alley. Like, um, her mother... I suddenly can't think of the woman who plays... Oh, um... She was on that, like, gay, uh, Ryan Murphy show with the gays. Yeah, The New Normal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's really great. And uh, Oh, my God. Allison Janney. And Allison Janney, uh, who steals the show every time she's Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I highly recommend I In the know. same vein of her, like, indie comedy, yes. like, world. And it's just, like, so crazy because when you think about her, you don't think about that. Absolutely. And But, like, she has the receipts. They're all there. Like, it, her and indie she, world... And she's so good in that movie because she's so seemingly innocent and pure. Yeah. And when she's pushed, Uh when she freaks out, it's always the best. Yeah. Amber, I'm sorry. I really am. But you know the rules? All talent costumes have to be okay by Gladys before the pageant. But doesn't someone taking your costume so you can't compete overrule that rule? Amber, I'm sorry. I don't make up the rules. Oh, this, this is bullshit. Amber Atkins, that is not American Teen Princess language. Good. This isn't an American Teen Princess pageant. This is, this is, this is not Germany. That, uh, I guess we didn't talk about Virgin Suicides, but like. I mentioned Virgin Suicides at least. It's, and I at least, at least got a shout out. In there, it's like, it's good. But yes. Yeah, I, I love it. But uh, so, yeah. yeah, if you guys uh, want to talk, uh, drop us a line. Let us know more about what you felt about anything. Um, 
in the Kirsten Dunst universe. Absolutely. So yes, once again, Twitter at the mixed reviews, email reviewsmixed at gmail.com. And yeah, just just tell us what you want. Cool. We'll do it. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>